Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Don't forget that this holiday season, if you are a Keurig owner, they have finally got you taken care of over at Strange Brew. K-Cups now available in all of the great flavors of roast coffee that they sell every day at Strange Brew. So if you're looking for K-Cups, they've got you taken care of. And you can buy those at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship them right to your door. So you can wake up on Christmas morning without all the creepiness of a Folgers commercial with some Strange Brew Coffee K-Cups. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. They've got everything maroon and white you need this holiday season to deck the halls Mississippi State style. They've got you taken care of. Shop online, get it shipped to you, and it'll be ready to go for Christmas Day. All the Bulldog fans in your family are looking for new merchandise, looking for new shirts, hats, and all sorts of stuff. They've got it at College Corner. Great prices and the biggest selection in central Mississippi. Check them out today collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, and it's just going to keep on getting better. Every day I look on Twitter, they've got some new items on the menu. They're putting out you know, new specials. They've, they're bringing in live music on the weekends. They're turning it into a great place, not only to grab dinner, but to spend the evening and have a great time with your friends uh, from dinner until closing time. So next time you're in Starkville and you're looking for something different, something unique, and something great, you're going to get it when you head over to Humble Taco. If you're looking for a party platter to bring to the uh, Christmas party this year that's going to set you ahead of everybody else, you need to go to Firehouse Subs. Firehouse Subs, their party platters are superior to all other sub party platters. There, I said it, and so be it. So head over there. Locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, and Madison and grab yourself a party platter to take to this year's Christmas party. You will be the talk of the office with Firehouse Subs. People that, drive, people that drive Maseratis apparently go to Firehouse Subs. Johnny Sack was there today. He had to take a class on how to drive that car. I mean, what else needs to be said? I pulled in and I was like, what is that logo? And I'm like, that's either a Maserati or a Bugatti. And I was like, I wasn't completely sure. So I got out of the car and I went in the front. And I was like, yeah. That's a Maserati. And I just, I gave it the, the cursory, like, look around, like the, you know, does anybody make here? sure there wasn't stand, somebody yeah. wasn't standing there? We'll make sure that Johnny Sack wasn't sitting there with, uh, with Phil Leotard. And, uh, and I took a picture and then I was like, I can't, I can't believe it was a Maserati. You know, I've seen here in Starville, I've seen Jaguars pretty often. I've seen a Porsche. You know, Richard Williams drives a Porsche. And, you know, I've seen, I, I, I've seen some good cars here, but never a Maserati. I don't think. A fine Italian sports car. Can't beat it. You can't. You can't. Uh, let's talk recruiting. We said we were going to do that. Everybody loves it. It felt like this past weekend, 
had some, I would say, good news, bad news, no news to it. Is that fair? There were some good things that came. There were some bad things that came. But at the same time, there were no commitments. So there's also so there's an element of no news. How would you describe this past recruiting weekend for Mississippi State? I know you don't cover recruiting, Robbie. I know that you don't cover yeah. it. But That's right. We're going to talk about. It. That's right, and I'm a Bama fan. Apparently, okay. um, but no. I mean, I mean, if anybody was listening to the show last week, there nothing's really changed as far as who we think is going to be in this class and who isn't. But I, I think that there, from a momentum standpoint, it doesn't feel like state has as much momentum as they did last week, just because there was a couple of negative items that happened. One of them was, of course, Cam East decommitting from Mississippi State. You asked me last week if there was a person in this class that I could see flipping or going to Ole Miss or something like that, who would that be? And I told you it would be Cam East. Mm -hmm. And a week later, he decommits from Mississippi State. I don't care what the reasoning is that a player gives. If they are planning to sign in February and they're committed to your school, Mm -hmm. the chances of you signing them are – dropping yeah um you might sign them they might end up at your school but they don't want to be there that they want to be somewhere else they're looking to go somewhere else and that's what cam east was doing he did not pickering there are 10 others of what you're describing right you know nathaniel watson he's been great for mississippi state he wanted to go to auburn you know he he was looking for an auburn offer they never offered so he he basically came to Mississippi State instead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nathan Pickering was kind of – I, I think he was kind of a different uh, kind of guy. I, I think he was solid with State, but he wanted to take visits, and he didn't have enough time to take those visits. Mm-hmm. And by the time, you know, it's the first signing they passed, I think he really regretted not going ahead and getting that over with because he was kind of tired of the process by then. But by and large – if you are going to sign, if you decide that you're going to sign in February and you're committed somewhere, you're trying to go somewhere else. You're trying to get, you're looking for that other offer. And I think that's what's going to end up happening here. I think that he's going to wait it out, Cam East, and he's going to see if LSU will come back to him. Uh, and if they do, that's where he'll end up. And if not, I guess he'll end up at Ole Miss. Uh, that's the way that that's going to go. Um, yeah. And then we had the Jaheim Otis thing, which I think you and I, I didn't take it as hard as some of the fans on Gene's page and on other message boards did because <laughs> as I, you know, you and I are both pretty upfront to the idea that even though, you know, Steve Robertson was telling us what he was telling us and not to doubt Steve. And I feel like, you know, his information that he was getting, he trusted, but I never felt like state was going to flip a guy from Alabama. I just did. Um, and now, you know, the, the word comes out that, okay, so he's coming on, uh, Saturday after his game. Well, the game is late, so now he's coming on Sunday. Okay, now he's not coming at all. He's decided to stay in in Columbia. Oh wait, he's at Ole Miss. Yes. That. I, I, how many times have we seen this happen? Yeah. Um, and it, I'm. I stated whenever it happened. You know, does it does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Uh, it just to me. Unless he picks Ole Miss, and if he picks Ole Miss, then that, this is a this is a major issue for Mississippi State. But I, I feel like State and Ole Miss are fighting for second place here. I, I just I don't believe that he's going to go anywhere other than Tuscaloosa. I think he's I think he decided he was going to take an official visit to Ole Miss instead of Mississippi State here. But I just don't I don't foresee him going anywhere else but Alabama. 
I think you and I um, would both agree on something here that, uh, you know, flipping guys from Mississippi State, the NCAA never really cares about that kind of thing. But you start flipping them from Alabama, and that's when other people start showing up on your campus. You know, you got you to tread lightly with those guys. Yeah. And also, I mean, I just it, – it, it's – it never really dawned on me that Mississippi State could get Jaheim Otis. No. I thought that they could. I thought they could put up a fight and be a solid number two, like they were with Raquan Davis, like they were with. Uh, it seemed like they were with Marlon Humphrey. I think back in the day, mm-hmm. guys like that, Eddie Smith. I think mm-hmm. that. Um, and this guy being a Mississippi kid gave you maybe a little bit more confidence that it could happen. Right. Once he once he committed to Alabama, I had, I wrote him off. I was like, it's not yes, true. yes. Um, when that happens. You just pray that Alabama drops the guy so you can have a chance. But right. it, it, neither of those two things that happened, Cam East decommitting or Jaheim Otis going to Ole Miss for an official visit, has really changed my opinion on how Mississippi State closes. All right. I thought Cam East, I thought Cam East uh, decommitting was, was a high possibility, and I thought that Jaheim Otis was going to go to Alabama. So I haven't counted really those two guys in this class. I mean – I did count Cam East, but I thought this was a possibility. What you're looking for now is a select few players in these next two weeks that you need to close on. You need to finish. And you need to land the vast majority of these players to have the class that you feel like you can have. Right. You, you, don't, you don't have to get every single one of them necessarily, but you really need to get most of them. Right. Feels like... And I, what are we saying? Five guys here. Five guys are, are, are the uh, are what we're talking about. We're talking about just sort of from a, a, a low to high. Trent Ramsey, Percy Lewis, Stone Blanton, Trevion Williams, Kamari Rogers. Is that is that the, the five that state gets those five, and then fills in the, the blanks with a couple of more guys here and there, a Calvin Dinkins, an AJ Allen, or, or whatever. If those five guys are in the class, you feel good, right? Yeah, I think so. Did you mention Trent Ramsey? I did. He was the first okay. one. Okay. Yeah, you get that. You get those five, and you're great. Yeah. And then you, and then, like, you AJ Allen, Jackson LaHue, uh, uh, the one of the DBs, the you know maybe Desmond Williams or or whoever the JUCO cornerback, if it could be DeCarlos Nicholson. But those five guys are are the key to this class. And if you get all five, and I would say right now as we sit here, I feel like State leads for all five of those guys. Yeah, I think so. Percy Lewis is probably the 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 big unknown for me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, like the state getting the last visit, if he shows up this weekend, I feel like he's coming to Mississippi State. Because if he wanted to go to Ole Miss, he would just shut it down. Right. Yeah, you want him in this weekend, and you want his whole family here. Mm-hmm. His whole family did not go with him to Ole Miss. Correct. Which is strange how they attack these things. They, they find these different family members – and like not, not the whole family will be on board, and they'll find this this one or two members of the family to bring them in. Right. It's just it's if Mama's not on board, nobody's on board. Is yeah. what I would say. You want to yeah. know how Jeff Simmons and Chris Jones ended up in Mississippi State? That's where Mama wanted them to go. Yes, that's and, correct. You know, that's a tough thing to overcome. And from all indications, are that Percy Lewis's mother did not attend this weekend with him, but she is supposed to come to Starkville. So I feel like you can read into that. Uh, Ramsey, Rogers, and Williams were all here this weekend. Uh, Ramsey is a guy, you know, when you look at the, the, the top teams on his list, you know, 
Virginia was right there with Mississippi State a week ago, but then Virginia has a coaching change. And so you feel like they've fallen off a little bit. It feels like Mississippi State, I, I don't know if driver's seat is the right word because this kid is very hard to read. But mm-hmm. it feels like Mississippi State is at least in the lead here with him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mentioned it last time. Who else Who else do you feel like is in the game with this kid? You know, last time it was Virginia. Mm-hmm. And with their coaching change, I think they've kind of fallen off. So who else is left? Yeah. So it feels feel, like it's Mississippi State by default. You feel good there. Percy Lewis, we already talked about. He'll be here this weekend. Stone Blanton is done with visits. He's just going to make his decision. Uh, all indications, including that from the Ole Miss side, is that this that the any momentum Ole Miss had, and they had a good bit of it a few weeks ago, no question about it. But it looks like I'll have to eat some crow on this one. It looks like Mississippi State has done the done the job right and gotten him into the boat. There's a lot of confidence on Trevion Williams. A lot. I mean that that one feels like maybe of of all these guys, and none of them are committed. But he feels like he might be the most done of the deals. Does that does that feel accurate to you? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that one's done. And Stone is kind of strange. You know, I, I've talked to some people uh, around that camp, and Ole Miss didn't even like after the Mississippi State visit. Ole Miss just I don't think even called. Like they hadn't set up a visit or anything. And there there's been some talk on the Ole Miss side of things that Lane Kiffin is just. He doesn't want to uh, take take another high school linebacker, and he's going to go with somebody out of the portal. So I think this was a Lane Kiffin decision, from what I'm told, that he's just moving on here. And that might be sour grapes. That might be Lane Kiffin just not wanting Stan, Stone Blanton. I don't. I don't know. I don't know which which way that should go. Well, but I, I think it's I do fine. know that. I mean, the well, I do is- know that. I do know that that Ole Miss did not get back in touch with him and set up an official, a uh, unofficial, right, or what in home, whatever. Right. So that feels like it's done for Mississippi State. Trevion Williams feels like it's done for Mississippi State, and then you have Kamari Rogers, who, as of this moment, is still c- committed to Miami, who now has a new head football coach. the uh, The narrative on Rogers all year was that if Manny Diaz is out, he was out. Uh, he is not officially decommitted at this point, and my guess is he, you know, Cristobal is a fantastic coach and a great recruiter. So I feel like this is one where State has the lead, but Cristobal could come in and sell this kid. State needs to to close him pretty strong. Yeah, this is very interesting. You know, he and his dad say all the right things. They talk about how they're still committed to Miami and they're just – And his dad's a coach who would expect that. Right. You know, I feel like State is going to get Kamari – but he's like I said, he's saying the right things. He's on Twitter, still recruiting people for Miami. Mm. They're talking about it's in Cristobal's court. He needs to recruit Kamari. I, I'm sure that Cristobal is going to to try to sell this kid on staying. Mm. I just, I you know, just my gut is telling me that he ends up in Starbull. Mm. He's going to stay closer to home, and he and he comes to Mississippi State. That's what my gut's telling me. He's got friends here. I think he had a really good visit with uh, Martin Emerson, Emmanuel Forbes. Those guys sold him pretty well. So we'll see what happens. I feel like they're going to get him. They really need him. They desperately need him. They need some defensive back help. So, you know, that's going to come down. I don't I don't suspect that he's going to decommit before signing day, but we'll see. Uh, I think that could be a signing day announcement deal for him. So State has 15 commitments for 2022 as we speak right this second. 
we're gonna we're gonna project them. I feel like we're uh, we're doing election coverage here. But those five guys, I feel like I'm gonna project all five of them to Mississippi State at this time. That puts them at twenty. Obviously, they're gonna take seven, six, five or six guys from the from the portal, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know those guys, so that would be 25, 26. All the indications are gonna go to at least thirty. So let's pick four more guys here. Would those four guys be? If it, and, you know, this is sort of a best case scenario. AJ Allen, uh, Jackson LaHue, Avery Sledge, and then either Chris Bell or Calvin Dinkins, or maybe both of them if state goes to 31. Does that feel like if I just said that state signing class, that's probably where you are? Yeah, I think so. Did you include Jackson LaHue? I did, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be a great close. And then either, you know, Zaquan Frazier, Desmond Williams, Kamari Terrell, one of those defensive backs, or DeCarlos Nicholson. Yeah, you need to get you need to get probably a defensive back out of the out of uh, junior college. Maybe one out of the portal too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you get all those guys that you just said, you don't have to go heavy in the portal. You can just kind of pick and choose a couple of spots here. Yeah. That you need to fill. You need to, you need a you need a tackle out of the portal for mm-hmm. sure. That's that's probably, probably your biggest that is your biggest overall need is a yeah. tackle and then I guess a kicker. Yeah, you de- you desperately need a kicker too. Cause it doesn't seem like they're gonna have a guy that they can really rely on. Yeah. So, I w- well, I mean, Nolan McCord may be their kicker to start the season next year, but you definitely want to have a competition and put him through it. You don't you can't just go into the season saying, Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, no, you, you can't. That you need him to have um, to be pushed by somebody for sure. So, if we if if it plays out like you and I have set it up, is this going to be the? I mean, Moorhead's dr- had pretty much no drama a couple of years ago, right? You know, everybody that was committed on signing day signed. Nobody flipped, but there weren't any surprises either. I guess DeCamerian Richardson was the only one. This feels like a, a like for the first time in a long time, state will have a signing day where nationally they're going to get some buzz because they're going to add, as it looks right now, three four star prospects and uh, maybe three high star three high three star prospects. That will be something for Mississippi State. That state, I, I can't tell you the last time state added seven or eight guys on signing day. No, this would be the best close that they've had in in recent memory if they can do it. And it's just, we said it last week, it's hard to imagine them doing that because it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting for, for some bad things to happen here, for some things to turn in the other direction. But, you know, right now things are, are heading in the right way. It's just up to these coaches to close it out. But if you do, you're right. They're going to be getting some national articles written about well, them. About they'll how, be in the winners, you know, when they, when they do winners yeah. and losers and stuff. The state will definitely be on that. So let me ask you this, because we we've been making that joke the whole year. Now that Cam East is out, is there anybody on this in, that's committed? I won't worry about the guys who aren't committed yet. Is there anybody that you, that's committed to Mississippi State that you would be worried about? Not really, but, you know, you always have, you're always looking over your shoulder for that last – second offer mm-hmm. you know a, a Jave Gilmore getting an offer from LSU and I was th- just thinking about that but at the same time that LSU staff is still sort of in flux it feels like they at best they would be able to they would have to tell them to wait like would you would you wait on us yeah. I don't think he'd be willing to do that because I think he, you know, know, he would he, he would lose his spot with state if he did that 
you always are worried about those Louisiana guys like him and Xavion Thomas. Mm-hmm. But like um, so with, with with Kelly's not going to have his staff in place in in what nine days or eight days as we're listening here. So I feel like you can you should have a little confidence in, in that. And then beyond that, yeah, I mean, there's just not really anybody that I look at and they go, yeah, Ole Miss could come in and get them. You know, could they? Could they? You know, make a last minute play for a guy like a Dakota Jordan or uh, I don't know a Trent Singleton. I'm not saying I'm not saying these guys are candidates, but I mean, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Ole Miss is an interesting class, by the way, when you look at who they've got. I mean, they again, they only have 14 commitments. So they've got one less than Mississippi State. They have to get a lot of guys. You know, and I, I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to hit the transfer portal pretty hard, but they, they don't have a quarterback in this class yet. Um, you know, they don't really have a whole lot, but I will give them some congratulations, and I think you should join me. Because, as we've discussed before, nobody flips their own recruits like the Ole Miss Rebels. So congrats to Bryce and Hurst for overcoming the fact that Ole Miss dropped him because they were going to get better targets in the portal or they had better options coming their way or, you know, his academic issues or that poor senior year that he had. Congratulations on overcoming all that and recommitting to the Ole Miss Rebels. How about how much better did he get in two weeks after the season concluded to get that offer back? That was an incredible effort. I mean, I, I, I'll say this. Obviously, he found the things he needed to work on, and he worked on them. There's just yes. no way around that. I mean, it was just so silly, right? I, I'm, I'm going to call this what it is. This was Ole Miss trying to drum up another flip. This was Ole Miss trying to get Mississippi State interested in one of their prospects so that they could come in and re- get him back in the, in the class and say they beat State for him. And Mike Leach and company, did. they learned from last year. They didn't take the bait, and now Bryson Hurst has to – I mean, it was incredible. All of the guy, all of their media guys were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're, gonna, they're going another way." Blah blah blah. And I was just back in the class like nothing happened. Would you notice they they didn't make a big deal out of it? Like whenever he no. committed, they just kind of like, "Yeah, Bryson Hurst just committed. Let's yeah. slide this." I mean, I think he used the exact same commitment graphic that he did last time. <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't even get a new graphic. So, congrats to Bryson for winning the twenty twenty one CJ Hampton Award. Did, did a great job there, buddy. Oh man, it never ends. It doesn't matter who the staff is. No, doesn't well, matter. This stuff has been happening since the beginning of time. This is kind of what the NCA was talking about when they talked about the culture at Ole Miss is that it doesn't matter who the coach is. These kind of shenanigans keep happening. Guys decommitting just to recommit, and and these flips and things like that. And just well, and it's kind of like you know we've always said like that. I don't know a group of fans that love getting involved in the recruiting process like that group. Yeah. Like the, the other day, the, the picture of the guys and Kosciuszko that were driving around um, like, Lane Kiffin, like they were so giddy to be driving around the yeah, coach on his, on his visits. I'm sure state, there are state boosters that do the same, but they don't put the pictures out there. That's how you yeah, have to, that, you're supposed to like – the whole point of this is to operate in the shadows – it's why, again, down the road, something will come up again. There's gonna be, it's just going to be a never-ending motive, cycle. There's going to be something come up. I'm just going to go out on the limb and predict that. So, All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you, you can vote for your favorite hamburger and steak restaurant in the state of Mississippi by going to the Mississippi Beef Council Facebook page 
and voting in the polls they have set up there. Please vote in the poll. Believe me, a Facebook comment will not count as a vote. And give your favorite restaurant the credit it deserves and the recognition it deserves this holiday season. And, of course, this holiday season, nothing says happy holidays like beef. If you're looking for something great for Christmas dinner, a whole prime rib, a whole tenderloin, those are the things you need to be looking at. My man Malcolm Reed, his last video, he cooked. Robbie, I don't know if you saw this shit. An A9 grade Wagyu whole prime rib. And that that sucker, <laughs> when he cut into it, it was like Niagara Falls, man. The juice just flowing. And uh, it looked really, really good. And that's the kind of thing. If you put that on the holiday table, everybody will have a Merry Christmas. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's where you're going to go to find smoked southern soul food. One of my favorite restaurants, not just in Starkville, but in the entire SEC. It's just something you don't have at other places. The menu's great. The people are great. And you always have a great time there. So when the weather's good, the patio is always a great option. But if it's not, hey, sit inside and you can enjoy fantastic food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems makes safe, helping your business really, really easy. Great products and great service. It doesn't get any easier than that. They have an incredible selection of products, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint. And then they back every sale up with top-notch customer service like you were their next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business based here in, this, in, the, in our state. They do business with Mississippi businesses just like yours. Call them today. Find out what they can do to help you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We didn't really have a second topic today. <laughs> we got to figure something out here. Um, <laughs> I think we pretty much said it all, Brian. Well, I mean, you know, the, the idea of Mississippi State, I get, we can sort of stay in recruiting. The idea of Mississippi State, being a signing day winner it's never happened you know i mean you think back basically 17 18 19 20 and i and i guess some of last year year 21 the, the class was basically set coming into signing day now last year you had some defections you know late you had Navante strong and then you lost malik neighbors and mj daniels on signing day and then you know in the weeks before that you had lost brandon burkhalter and mckaylen pounders now you had replace those guys with Antonio Harmon and Ra-Ra Thomas and then Cannon Boone on signing day. But, you know, you could definitely say the surprises were bad. And then, like I said, the previous years, you think about 17, all those Juco guys were already in the boat. Kylan Hill was already in the boat at that point. Uh, 18 signing class. I'm trying to remember who was even in that class. I mean, I guess that's Keaton's class. Those guys, though, they were all in the boat. 19, same thing. Um, I think Keaton was... Was he in the same classes? As Kyle, no, he wasn't 16. 17. He okay. was 17. Who was Because he played in the okay, okay. he played in the 17 egg bowl. The 18 class is Devontae Jason, Malik Heath, and Steven Gidry. That's who that was. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. They Dollar Jay. Bill. Yeah. I mean, the top of that class was pretty good. I mean, yeah. Dollar Bill and uh Jaden Cromedy were in there. Yeah. And then Aaron you go back Berlay. to 16, you know. I'll never forget the 16th signing day. State came into the day with 13 commitments. They were expecting to get Lloyd Cushenberry. LSU came in at the last minute. They were hopeful with Scott Lashley. Obviously, he went to Alabama. A.J. Brown, at that point, you've kind of written him off. You were hoping it wasn't Ole Miss, but it was. 
You get Kobe Jones. And then, you know, if Jeff Simmons doesn't come to Mississippi State, you get 14 commitments that day. It was was borderline disaster. As it is, you sign maybe the most influential player in Mississippi State defensive history. So, you know, 15. Here's the thing. That that, that class – Really hit pretty well. It did. Um, the bottom of the class. class Deion, yeah, yeah. Osiris Deion. Mitchell was at the very bottom of that class. Yeah. Darion Parker was towards the bottom. Greg Island. Those two were were you know multiple year starters in the offensive line. Yeah. Cam Dantzler was a second the, round pick. I, I misspoke there. Cam Dantzler was a second round pick. Yeah. Uh, Trey Brown played a lot on the defensive line. Jordan Thomas played a lot at tight end. Lashard Durr was a starter at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, C.J. Morgan, multiple-year starter. Stuart Reese. Errol Stuart Thompson. Reese, multiple-year starter. Errol Thompson, Marquis Spencer, Kobe Jones. If they get Raquan Davis, A.J. Brown, those guys, yeah. this team has the potential to be, you know, top 15 for, yeah. for two or three years. Yeah. Um, you know, A.J. Brown would have would have drastically changed this team. Yeah. It would have drastically changed the team because they would have had a legit yeah. pass catcher. Reggie Todd and Osiris Mitchell, they committed months after signing them. I think Osiris Mitchell committed in the summer. and, and they, they both did. They, they were both late, did. Very late. So, you know, that was a, a, a very under uh, – this was a very typical Dan Mullen class. He found a, a good number of diamonds in the rough. He also signed his only – or I guess his second five-star. Then you go back to 15, that class you remember – I mean, it was mainly done after the big dog camp. So much of that was done. The only drama that day was Leo Lewis, where, where you're going to get him, and Robbie Falk, the champion of that cause, getting him. So – just, just you know, the, the point is this. Mississippi State is usually, when they've been on these signing day columns that guys like Steve Wiltfong and, 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 and John Garcia are going to write, they always, you know, it's never, it's never been positive. They never had a day like this where they're – I think State is expecting to sign seven or eight, maybe nine guys on uh, signing day, three of which will be four stars. And then depending on where you look, A.J. Allen is a four star. So – you know, we've talked about changing the narrative of Mississippi State football and, and, you know, going from a running team to a passing team. Now you're going to talk about a team that has never had positive signing days, and all of a sudden it looks like they're going to have one. Yeah, and this class has the potential if they hit on everybody that, that we've talked about, it could finish right there in that range, if not even a little better than that 2009 and 15 classes. Mm-hmm. But those classes finished 18th. This class has the potential if they hit on everybody to be around that 18 to 20 range. So th- this, is, this is big for Mississippi State. This, this is a big week and a half for Mike Leach. He needs to close this out. And that, they might not have as many four stars as, as those classes, mm-hmm. but the difference in, in those classes and this class is I think the ground floor comes up, the average ranking. Mm-hmm. You're getting more out of your class than just being top-heavy. Uh, you're going to have four or five, five stars or four stars, but your class is going to be the average ranking is going to be pretty good. Right. When you look at the class right now with the 15 guys they have, it's an 87 five Blanton Williams, Roger Rogers, especially uh, Ramsey and uh, Lewis will all bring that number up. AJ Allen is pretty close to that number. Uh, and I think, uh, Le- you know, LaHue and a couple other guys, they're going to bring it down a little bit, but this is going to be a, you know, 87, 87 and a half. It could be, it could just stay right there. You look back to last year, it was 86 one. So, I mean, that's a full 1.4 difference. 
and I know we're sort of splitting hairs, and, and I'm definitely not a stars don't matter guy. But if State is in the 87-88 range, that's pretty good average rating. That's going to be right there with some of the, you know, the top teams outside of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State who are gobbling up all the five stars. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the key, getting, getting those players because – there's not a huge difference between the 88 and the right. four star. Right. I mean, those guys are basically four stars. You're you're splitting hairs there. Yeah. So you're that's the kind of athletes that you're bringing in. I think Khalid Moore should be a four star. Yeah. And I think Javay Gilmore should be too. Yeah. And last, if, if those guys are rated pop pr- properly, you have three four star linebackers coming in. Yeah. And then we, you know, if we're going to go ahead and look to next year, we can actually take a pause here, Robbie. We've done two shows with about recruiting. This is the first time we've broken out the recruiting song, uh, Robbie. But Mississippi State does have a uh, 2023 commitment in the boat. Ty Jones, an athlete from Bay Springs, Mississippi, 61205. Uh, I think he's being re- said being recruited as a running back uh, has no composite rating at this time, but is a four star on twenty four seven as a ninety four star. Bay Springs is the uh, the one A state champions. They just they just got a big win over Hollandale Simmons. Is that right? Yes. So tell me about tell me what you know about this guy. A uh, really good athlete on a, on a team of really good athletes. I mean, no, nobody really talks about. Bay Springs that much, but there's several solid players on that team. Um, and, you know, he's 6'1", listed 205. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think he might could grow into a linebacker. I think he's one of those that you just – he's a great athlete. You just pick up and you figure out what to do as this class progresses. I think he's going to pick up several offers before it's said and done. And, you know, it's just – it's so early. A lot of times, these these commitments don't even stick. Yes. So I, I I'm gonna wait and see. I've been told that his family is pro Mississippi State. He's got a lot of influences around him that are Mississippi State. But a lot of times, these guys they get that that offer early on, and they're very impressionable when they commit. So I think he's one that you just kind of wait and see. I mean, it just let's let's just wait and see how it turns out. But looks like a really good prospect on on the. Uh, on the hoof here. Oh, don't don't say that. Just real quick before we go, looking ahead to 2023 a little bit. Um, Mac Howard, just up the road, four-star quarterback at Heritage Academy, uh, you know, and over there in Columbus. I, I won't make you ask for a prediction, like, is he in the class, but is that somebody State's going to look after and, and be, be recruiting heavily? Yeah, for sure. They've already had him in at camp. They've uh, had him visit several times, so he's definitely on their radar. They're they're watching him for sure. I think he's going to have several SEC opportunities. Though. Yeah, another state championship uh, winner there as well, Heritage Capital. So, all right, that's all the recruiting for today. Tomorrow is the rumblings. We go from one hot topic to another. So, let's go ahead and send in your questions, and we will uh, we will uh, answer those. Robbie, you got an idea what time we're going to record tomorrow, so people can know when they need to have their questions by. Uh, we'll go sometime in the morning, probably 10 or 11, maybe. Sounds good to me. All right. Get those questions in and we will answer them. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
beautiful on the inside You are innocence personified A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production